Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. A bunch of excited Star Wars fans pile into the theater for Ryan Johnson's much-anticipated sequel, The Last Jedi. We left the theater arguing. Now you can listen to more of it. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for Star Wars The Last Jedi, as well as The Force Awakens, and Back to the Future 2. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we here at uh, U8 Movies headquarters forgot to pay the phone bill. Or the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Try that one again. <laughs> Do you have any other ones? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Over here at U8 Movies headquarters... We were snowed in <laughs> all summer, <laughs> all summer long. <laughs> We've been frantically running around trying to plug cords in this whole time. But then we finally made it out of the house to go see the new S- Star Wars movie. I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, we at least care enough about Star Wars to do an episode on so far every single Star Wars, every single official Star Wars major motion picture. Except yeah. the animated ones, because who cares? Yeah, I guess there is one a f- major motion picture that's an animated one that it sucks. So who cares? But here we are, uh, the some folks who went and saw the movie. I'm Josh, and I saw The Last Jedi with my friends who are here in the room. Patrick, you saw The Last Jedi. I saw The Last Jedi with all the people in this room. And to recap what we say at the beginning of every Star Wars episode, uh, you're a fan of the franchise. I am a fan of the franchise. Very much so. Is this where we define whether you're fan or fanatic? Yeah, yeah. So well, I see in the past we've only let Liam uh, take the title of fanatic, and Liam has been on many Star Wars episodes. In the past, I guess he's what you would you know describe as like a nerd Star. I don't know. He likes Star Wars a lot more than the average Joe. Sure. Yeah. I uh, think we we all float somewhere in the middle, right? Fan between fanatic and casual fan. Right. That's a huge spectrum. Just, That's the yeah. whole thing. Just your standard <laughs> van. <laughs> We're a standard van. We go and see it. We went to the midnight one that says something. Yeah. The I don't disease. know what. It says something, though. It says something. Said we were tired. Uh, you can tell by that voice that Abby's here. Mm-hmm. You like Star Wars, right? Uh, Now? Less. <laughs> Dang. She's putting it out <laughs> already. <Shadowing. Dang>. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you'd call yourself fan? Fanatic? No, a- not Adam a Adam Sandler lover? I'm a, <laughs> I'm a soft fan. <laughs> well, we have to come up with new terms every time. You're a fan uh, enough that you go see the like movie, you'll say, oh, yeah, get me a ticket for yeah, that Yeah, I one. guess I'm a fan. I've been seeing them for ages. Mm-hmm. For heaps of time. You just it, like fun. <laughs> I do like fun. Back on the uh, episode one episode, episode one episode, you mentioned that you were a big fan of Jar Jar at the time. Yep. It's because you were seven when that movie came out. Seven or like nine. Oh, totally. It's a big yeah. difference. Big difference. Big difference. And age and maturity. There's a lot of maturity in this. Life experience. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you're arguing that you were older and still liking Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did like Jar Jar. I thought he was funny. Right, because humor is exactly what a Star Wars movie needs. Well, when you're nine... Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, a kid's movie. Yep. Right. Yes. Tyler is here. Hey, hey everyone. I missed you. <laughs> oh, man. I miss you guys. <laughs> this is great. Look at us all together again. Can you? Oh, you're us. talking to us in the I'm room. talking to the listeners. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you're looking at us like you're talking to us. I miss being in this car with you on your way to work. Nero and Matt hypothesized that he was riding to work with people. 
And it turned out to be true of at least one or two people. Yeah. <laughs> right. It stands to reason that of, of all of our listeners, a few of them probably listened in their of car. The three million views. Yeah. Of one or millions, two of them driving. Millions around the world. Uh, Tyler's a Star Wars fan, but gets gr- kind of grumpy about it sometimes. About being a fan? Well, I mean, you know, you like the movies enough as the next guy as a person who likes movies you like the I, good ones yeah as a person who likes movies i enjoy the movies <laughs> the star wars movies right that's well put yeah i've never been uh, a fanatic i i i chose other sagas to all right well, but what about this though as a kid did you ever have star wars toys no oh. i didn't oh, that's yeah. surprising that seems inevitable no, i didn't I did. either oh yeah. Guess it's much a shame they were a good time. You should have tried them. Yeah, and they weren't they weren't in my home. These movies, they weren't on the shelf as a kid. Instead, we had Back to the Future and Indiana Jones. I don't I don't know why my parents chose that for me. Apparently, that's, I mean that's good. At least you had those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, we support that. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I feel like I've done well for myself. With <laughs> Congratulations uh, with these. Okay. We'll save this. Anyway, yeah. I, I like the Star Wars films. They think they're great. All of them? Um, <laughs> I, t- I don't know if I use that word for all of them, but I'm glad I'm glad that they all exist nonetheless. All of them? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, why not? All right. Okay. I like Star Wars uh, a lot. I don't have any like tattoos or toys at the moment, but I did. I did have toys as a child. I've always liked some. Uh, at least one of them is in my favorite of all time. So we like well, all that to say there are people in the room who like Star Wars, varying degrees of emphasis, but everyone's a fan. And you need to understand that before we get into our personal take on The Last Jedi, which is a complicated thing. Because as you recall, two years ago, we were amped up on Star Wars. We watched every single uh, movie episodes one through six. Yeah, we were doing the road to the Force Awakens, and we did an episode on every single movie. And during that time, Bethany was experiencing Star Wars for the first time. Yeah, in in sequential order. Yeah. So we started with the prequels, and then we went one all the way up to six. Yeah. That's it, where Bethany learned that Darth Vader lives in the dark house. In the dark house. <laughs> 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 Just yeah. a great point. He must live there. Yeah, yeah I doubt he's got a bunk bed. He's probably got a king, king size bed. He's got that little yeah, egg he's at the, least. Yeah, he's got the egg with the, the water. egg, right? <laughs> uh, and then we went and saw the movie, which for I mean, like probably a lot of you guys listening, it was a big moment in at the time, a big movie going moment, and really just a, an inescapable cultural moment in that it was everywhere. Yeah, Star Wars does a great job marketing themselves. They they put themselves on the side of Pepsi cans, and about everything else you can and imagine, pajamas, <laughs> and sandwiches, <Cereal>. yeah, everything, <laughs> Eggo waffles. Sure, I remember by the end of all those episodes, at one point Tyler was criticizing the world and saying that uh, everyone should be a little ashamed of themselves. <laughs> not <laughs> calming down and tampering their enthusiasm for Star Wars a little bit. Uh, uh-huh. And anyway, we saw The Force Awakens, and as I recall, everyone liked it. 
Yeah. You know, there was nitpicking yeah. and there was some like pushback here and there, but for the most part, everyone gave it a thumbs up and was satisfied with the experience. Yeah, I think although our expectations were low coming out of the prequels, which were the last Star Wars films made, we thought, well, how bad could it be, I guess, <laughs> compared to the... If it's, if it's better than those, then great. Yeah. And it was definitely better. For sure. It was a really well-made Star Wars movie. Yep. But that was the criticism by the world is that it's two Star Wars of a movie. We've yeah. seen this movie before. Yeah, and I, I re- remember that we talked about its you know its identical story arc to A New Hope right out of the theater. But then the more you had time to, I don't know how many guys, how many times you guys have seen it since then, but the more times you watch it, the more it feels like, wow, this thing sure is a carbon copy of the, in many ways, of the structure, at the very least, of the original movie. And in some ways, that's fine. In other ways, it's a bit of a bummer. But the characters are still likable. The The thrills are still thrilling. I still enjoy Home Alone 2, even though it's identical yeah, to the Yeah, they host. Home Aloneed it. They home alone it big time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. JJ, maybe Home Alone Two was JJ Abrams' big breakthrough when he was working on the screenplay. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Why are we trying to write something new? Let's just do it again. Let's just home alone it. Yeah. And he did. Uh, but then two years go by so that they could make Episode Eight. And during that time, we stayed true to our campaign for Star Wars purity. In fact, uh, like Rogue One. This was uh, the second Star Wars movie, second to Rogue One, that uh, I didn't see anything at all for. Because for The Force Awakens, I think most of us at least watched the first little teaser. Yeah. yeah. I uh, needed some convincing. Exactly. Yeah. After the prequels, it's just you needed to see that there was actually a real movie happening. <laughs> and then you could go into <laughs> purity after that. Uh, <laughs> but for Last Jedi... I realized like uh, two weeks before the movie came out, someone came up to me knowing that I was a Star Wars fan and said, hey, excited two weeks. And I said, oh, yeah, because I'd forgotten all about it. I hadn't seen anything. I'd seen like a thumbnail of the poster, but I didn't get a good look at it. I really did not know anything about the movie aside from the name and who I assumed had been cast in it. Yeah, all I knew uh, was of the three seconds at the beginning of the trailer that would come on before other movies. As soon as you see Ray's da- hand Daisy go. Ridley's <laughs> yeah. face, you go, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Look away. So at some point, Ray's in it, and she's got an intense look on her face. I knew that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's, she slams her hand down on a rock at some point. Yeah, exactly. And the, I, I wonder if this part of that like uh, contributed to or detracted from enthusiasm going in because I just went down feeling like a blank slate. I didn't know to be excited or not excited. I was just like star Wars movie. And I really like Ryan Johnson. Looper's a great movie. Uh, so I assumed this would be a very capable outing in the star Wars universe. Um, and then we watched it. So Patrick, what is your, uh, summary review of star Wars episode eight, the last Jedi, or as it appears on the poster, just star Wars, the last Jedi. Yeah, um, I saw it, and when we came out of the theater, my thoughts are were, and they still stand, that I didn't really like it. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Tyler was saying earlier that it, what if you take a stance on something like this, and then you see it a few more times and change your mind? So I'm just putting it out there. I've seen it only once, but I didn't like it then. 
<laughs> there were some really cool parts. Some of the coolest parts of any of the movies I've seen for sure. I liked seeing Luke uh, and Yoda. But there was also some of the lamest things I've seen in any of the movies, yeah. even in the prequels. Ooh. And, uh, oh. You know? Shots fired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I thought it was just way too long and boring. <clears throat> okay. So Long and boring. Long and boring. Not my favorite of the Star Wars movies. So what? what's your star rating? I said two and a half yeah. out of five. Because the cool parts were cool. So it wasn't a, a two or anything, you know? Right. Does two mean you don't like it? Yeah, two is like... It you're was not right. you're not furious, but you didn't care for it. One is you're furious. <laughs> One is like you just hate it. You yeah. love it. Wouldn't that be zero? No, you got to give it something. Half a star. They made a movie. Right. It's <laughs> like participation award. <laughs> you get a trophy after you finish the soccer season. You know, Abby, you, you saw it. the movie. There's a uh, sp- spoiler alert. Uh, I guess that's implied by the beginning of the episode. There's no Jar Jar in this movie. So that you already had that working against you. <laughs> Even so, what did you think of Star Wars The Last Jedi? Um, Remember when you had a crush on Darth Maul? I do. That was weird. Wait, she just said, I do? Excuse me? <laughs> I do. Oh, you do remember. I thought you were implying that the crush lives on. Yeah. You still Why have a crush you? on Darth Maul? No. I'm saying I do remember. It's like a reverse fantasy. Instead of the Princess Leia bikini, she would rather you get dressed up like Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. But it, whatever works, and it does work. <laughs> she likes it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a lot of makeup. <laughs> it's going to take forever. I put black on my teeth. <laughs> you got to plan ahead that day. <laughs> glue in the, I got to put a bald cap and glue little thorns <laughs> to my head. Thorns? Yeah, that's what they look like. Little horns. Well, they're horns, but they look like little rose thorns coming anyway. out. Little horns. Uh, <laughs> I would say it was Bobo. <laughs> And Bobo means bad. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, mercy. Like, most of it was so bad that it seemed like it was a parody of itself. But then there were some parts that were cool. Okay. So. But overall, what's your star rating? Two. Ooh. Two is low. Bobo. Two mm. Bobo. Two is Bobo. That's one star for Bo and another for Bo. Yep. B to the O. B O. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else to add to that? Mm. What was what was one of these redeeming moments for you? I liked Kylo Ren, and uh, I really liked the last scene area that had the red. The salt flat. Yeah, that was really visually cool. Other than that, it, it was kind of doo-doo. <laughs> so no. You like Kylo Ren and you like salt. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> I liked that take a hike. was like projecting himself. I liked that part. Okay. Which, cool. Yeah, but r- does it really make sense? We, we got to like get into that for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Tyler, what do <coughs> you think? So far, we got a lot of negativity. Yeah, I uh, I don't have much different to say. I, I wanted to like it. Even now, I'm trying to do the work in my mind to get there where I, I can say, no, nah, the first two-thirds of the movie were good, <laughs> but I can't. I just can't. I, I Maybe if I watch it a couple more times, I'll understand what Ryan Johnson was thinking with all of that terrible comedy. 
because it just felt like a kids movie for too long. It just felt like Disney came along and said, "No, no, guys, we need we need tiny little bird creatures that Chewbacca." But Disney is good. Move. Disney I like makes those. good movies. Unless they come in and they want to monetize everything by bringing in these terrible, terrible little birds for Chewbacca to befriend, and then they can release a kid storybook about their adventures together. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Uh, there be Furbies that look like those things. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, I feel about the same. It, it was overall uh, kind of a disappointment. There was a lot of boring stuff, a lot of moments that could have been more dramatic and they threw in bizarre comedy and other moments that were maybe a little too dramatic and they didn't let the scenes settle. Uh, you know, they, they, they did something dramatic and then they quick wiped to something else and you're like, where are we going now? And then those dumb, those dumb horse dogs that they rode. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I just casino. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That dumb casino planet. Just a lot of disappointing storylines there that I just did not care about. But um, Abby's right. There there was some really cool stuff visually. I think that amongst the the disappointing scenes, there was some really awesome Star Wars moments. Adam Driver was awesome. He's he was I liked him a lot in Force Awakens, and he was just as he's the best part of the new trilogy. Yeah, he was just as compelling as Kylo Ren in this second film. Yeah, he was great. I liked Daisy Ridley. There was a lot <laughs> there was a lot of scenes where Daisy Ridley was just kind of stuck in these boring scenarios and I feel like she had to do a lot of work to keep our attention. And she did all right. I felt like Daisy Ridley did all right. Yeah. Yeah. She's very likable. Yeah. But Adam Driver definitely stole it. Actually Benicio del Toro stole it. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. yeah. And you're hoping that he's just gonna make all the work we did in the first two thirds of the movie worth it, but then no, uh, he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a taste of something cool. You don't you don't need that much though. He's like, all right, I guess we'll see you around, yeah. Benicia. I go, we got no explanation for whether or not you're the real code breaker, but I, well, all right, later. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm I'm gonna I gave it two and a half stars too out of five. Okay, time for me to come along and change things up, if I could, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I. uh I was radically disappointed. I radically, yeah. Right. I was. I felt like it. It was probably one of the more bummer movie-going experiences that I can remember in a long time. Because when I did sit down and was just thinking, I don't know what's going to happen, and this how I was just thinking, how could it really be bad? Right. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It, that well, wasn't even on my radar. Force Awakens and Rogue One were so strong. Yeah. Right, and the director's so cool. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm already invested in these characters. I already want to know what happens. They don't have to convince me to, like, want, right. you know, be into the story. I'm already into it. So I got really excited. I leaned over, and uh, Abby and Bethany were on my side, and I said something, like, lame, like, here we go, guys. <laughs> like, the ride was about to start. I was <laughs> pumped. And then for the first two-thirds of the movie the first like acts one and two of the movie i was not into it at, at all like uh there were tiny little moments that i found interesting or characters like you know tyler saying adam driver pretty much anytime he was on screen i was interested in him even when he was shirtless oh uh, especially when he was shirtless yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Put some work in there mm. uh 
And it was, I mean, it was really cool to see Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Uh, it wasn't cool that their scenes were just a slog to get through. They're yeah. just so boring. Um, so they tedious. were so tedious. There were moments in that tedium that made me go, Oh, neat. Like I, I thought, you know, Supreme leader Snoke was a really interesting character. I like Andy Serkis a lot. Uh, I didn't know that was Andy Serkis. Yeah. Of course. You know, anytime yeah. there's a motion capture with a scary voice. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Oh, he's kind of cool and he's really scary. And, um, you know, the idea of Kylo Ren smashing his helmet, even though it was a bummer. Cause I was like, Oh, that helmet looks cool. Yeah, now it's gone. Cool, yeah. Those were little bits of like, that's kind of neat, but it was just, those were like little tiny seasoning flakes in this drag of a movie that frankly, and this sounds just so like me peeing all over it, but it didn't look cool. The like aesthetics that like visually some of the scene, like scenery was neat because mm-hmm. they didn't do that. Like Ireland's pretty or whatever, but it, I didn't feel like it was stylized or lit really cool. I didn't. Uh, that especially changes after, in the third uh, act of the movie. Yeah, especially after Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One so had well. such a like a stylized visual palette, um, and even Force Awakens, I felt like was uh, yeah. big, grandiose, mm-hmm. and, you know, adventure visuals. Yeah, um, giant landscapes, awesome, yeah. awesome interiors. Yeah, yeah. So this to me was just like doesn't really look that, and the pacing was just so janky. The pacing is what really threw it for me. Yeah, it just felt like we were getting like slung from one side to the other, and it was such hard work to like. Well, I'm bored with what's going on on the Rebel spaceship. I'm bored with what's going on back on the Ireland island. And then here's these stupid little dolls that they clearly just made up to sell toys. Yeah. Uh, and then there wasn't really any. We weren't getting anywhere for the first two acts of the movie. Like no, no. But remember, remember in the first act when uh, Princess Leia got blown up out of the ship. Stop. And then <laughs> this <laughs> she, is the worst. <laughs> and then she flew back in. What about yeah. that? Was good though, right? I honestly <laughs> was baffled. That's that. that's the stuff I'm talking about. That's prequel level lame. That is. That was that was in particular. That was so bad that I thought. They were staring at that because, you know, to get that shot done, they had to be staring at it for days and days and weeks and weeks. They were staring at that and no one said, hey, dog, this cannot be in the final movie. You've (laughs) got to find another way to get the (laughs) actual scene. She flies back for like a minute. (laughs) It takes her a while to get there. It's not like Zoom. Like you're like, oh, that'd be weird, but not horrible. It was like. She was like Superman in it, <laughs> just like like a stiff board. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it was important for her to survive that. Why did yeah. like her character, as an audience, I, w- I had already, as an audience member, I had already come to grips with like, oh, dang, that's brutal. She just got blasted out. They even had it like paced to like it was this tragic thing where she, in a moment realizes what's about to happen. The hole gets blown up. They all get sucked out yeah. and she's freezing in space. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of, that's kind of brutal. Well, the, the significance is supposed to be that Kylo Ren was going to pull the trigger and didn't. Well, in his case, I guess, push the button. And right. Didn't. Right. I but think that the, the why bigger do we need her to survive. I think the bigger story is that she had something to do with the third act with her son and all these things that were going to come to culmination in the third movie. And they needed her for that. Maybe won't happen now unfortunately but right it just man i i was not into it and then by the time 
that Finn and this Rose character, who the Rose character to me was very flat, very uninteresting in almost every single yeah. way. I, yeah, I had a hard time caring about Rose. Yeah, and it's like they wanted me to invest in her as a character almost immediately by giving her a tragic backstory that's about three seconds long that her sister well, kicked yeah. a ladder and some bombs fell down. Uh, yeah, I had a hard time with that too because we're, we're, we're thrust into this opening scene where these bombers are supposed to drop all of these balls onto <laughs> this big ship we're unaware of what it is but these bombers are getting destroyed and all of a sudden we're watching this this lone girl inside a bomber kicking and it's like this is this the the intense drama that we're experiencing right now with this this girl kicking the ladder trying to get to this this detonator is like that's like movie climax scene we have no idea who this girl is how are we supposed to care who this is this isn't saving private ryan we haven't crossed france with her yeah, we don't know what the stakes are other than it's just another rebel. Right. Like, we don't really know how the ship Empire works. Right? No. What's going on in First Order? Should we, should we really be on the edge of our seats already with whoever the heck this person is? I really, really hate to be this guy, honestly, because I, I, nothing is more frustrating to me when people like watch fantasy, sci-fi, adventure movies and go, that wouldn't really happen. I, I get that. Right. But even the way that that scene was drawn out where she would kick... And then sit there and muster up all her strength and then kick again. I'm like, just kick it. Just kick, keep kicking it really hard. Why are we watching you kick so slow? <laughs> had to think about it. <laughs> and then it wasn't, if that wasn't enough, we had to watch the detonator slowly fall past her as we think, oh, no. And then she grabbed, oh, okay, she's got it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we, it's like, what thank are God we? that this character no one knows. Yeah, it's the, that's part of the pacing problem. We get thrown right into the storyline and we're not, we're not settled in. We don't know what's happening. We don't know who we should care about. And then we're cut into something else all of a sudden. Yeah, the difference in starting in the middle of like a skirmish good and starting in the middle of a skirmish bad is easily you know, represented in like uh, A New Hope versus this movie. In A New Hope, you get the uh, Rebels versus the Empire battles, the first thing that happens in the movie, and uh, Darth Vader boards the sh- ship looking for Princess Leia. But right away, you're getting dialogue and character names. Exposition, and, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, I understand who he Good is. Good guys, bad guys, they are. what we're doing. Yeah, and in ra- instead of like trying to raise the stakes and make us care about a character who's dying that we don't know and for what, we don't know. Right. Well, the, the opening... Um, like solo fights with Poe was cool because at least we knew who Poe was. Yeah. We knew he was a great pilot. That scene of him fighting over um, the water um, in the in the Force Awakens was awesome. Sure. So it's yeah. like great, we got it. Go, 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 Poe. Go do something crazy, Poe. And then we realize, oh no, wait, Poe's—he's already turned off his communications with Leia, and these bombers aren't doing well. What are we? What's happening? Are we, but wait, let, let's cut back to the scene where Poe engages General Hux through the communicator. <laughs> oh my and then he starts doing this like comedic Abbott and Costello bit right. where he's like, Who's on first? Yeah, I'm on hold. I'll hold for Hux. This is Hux. I'm still holding. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Like uh, it's a cell phone commercial. So that yeah. honestly made me look around the theater and be like, what? Wait, is this really the movie that we're <laughs> yeah. watching? This is where we're at already? Already? Yeah. Like, this is so goofy. <laughs> yeah, it was too much. Yeah. And then and then from there, we cut to uh, Finn waking up, and he falls out of the bed. 
and his life support sale, yeah. yeah his all leaking everywhere like, what are we doing the, the the theater we were in they laughed at the at the call yeah, they liked it the call with uh poe but they got finn got no laughs out of the audience because <laughs> it was strange yeah, yeah what I did they do i was supposed to laugh yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff is funny if you give us time to take the movie seriously and you, you give us time to right. like to figure out what's going on. You can't just throw in these yeah. bizarre comedic, comedic beats all of a sudden. Relief. Right. Comedic <laughs> pacing comedic uh emphasis from step one in right. a serious right. melodrama sci fi saga. But right. also point out as soon as Poe does his cool thing and shoots up all of the spaceship guns, that's it for him in the movie. Doing, doing cool, cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. The rest of it's just him arguing. He's it's supposed him. to be the new Han Solo, and we just yeah. see him like getting shamed. He's just running around, movie. failed mutinies. He's he's he can't even follow through with his own attack plans after that. Yeah. We we don't know what Poe's doing, neither does he. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything that it's like the story arc with Ray and Luke Skywalker is taking so long that it's no longer tension, it's just frustrating. Because it's like, okay, now he is going to train her, but it's not really training. He's just like having a conversation <laughs> with her briefly. And then we're constantly getting thrown back into this stupid Finn and Rose storyline that eventually takes us to this casino world. Oh, and gosh. To me, honestly, when we got to the casino world, I was ready to be, I, in my mind, I was done with the movie. I was like, this is awful. I just yeah. know that there's no way it's going to turn around. It's gone so bad that this has got to be like one of the worst <laughs> Star Wars movies. I know. Yeah. I got to that point too, where I honestly I was looking at the people next to me, which was Patrick and Matt, thinking, "Should we just go?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw Ty was visibly like sulking further and further down his chair as as the movie went. It just looked stupid. It didn't make a ton of sense. It's like you've got to get this one guy. He's the only guy in the whole galaxy that could possibly do this. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. You don't need him. Yeah. Who is it? Maz. They call him Maz. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you need to go to this planet and find a code breaker. And I thought, oh, God, do we have to? Do we really got to go find this dumb code breaker? No, it's just like, it's, ah, it just seems yeah, like. Yeah, so it splits into three things. It's like you're saying, the boring Luke and Ray thing, and then them on the casino planet. And then the third thing is the slowest space race in history. You know, like, <laughs> we're just waiting for the gas to burn we're out. We're chasing you until yeah. you run out of gas. And then it cuts back. Wait, another ship falls. <laughs> oh, they're still going. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's just the height of the movie. It's like, oh, this is the tent. That's, this is the that's tension. so confusing to me because all these movies into the saga, and it seemed like they were just recreating. I, I realize that Star Wars is based on like adventure serials, where that's the kind of thing. It's like, oh, in today's adventure, they're chasing them through hyperspace. Yeah. But at this point, we have so many established characters, even within the new trilogy, so many arcs to resolve, even though we don't have to resolve them all in this one movie, that it's like they were just throwing a story that could be in any movie yeah at the like oh we're chasing them and they're gonna run out of gas or oh we've got to go find a code breaker it's like they needed something for finn to do yeah exactly the movie was too long they should have totally cut the finn and rose thing from the movie yeah Yeah. it wouldn't have changed anything i did not want to see them ride those dog horses no dog horses were so bad thing could have been lifted out the little money bags alien with a monocle that was like putting quarters in bba stupid and then (laughs) how he he was shooting the quarters that was so and then bba shot quarters (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing it was like beyond belief he was growing arms and controlling the walkers and using his fingers (laughs) to plug the circuit board remember that yeah yeah that's that's i guess okay I don't know. It's just crazy. He's very advanced. <laughs> yeah, and then he's he's driving a walker and crap. 
when they were right and then they're riding these dog horses around and they you know obviously it's like representing this class system and the wealthy elite and right the arms dealers like the people below them and the animals below and then so she uh (laughs) they got the all these horse animals out into the field and they're like, you feel better now? She's like, nope. And she takes its saddle off. And yeah. she's like, now. Now it was worth it. Now it was worth it. I'm like, what? Really? what? Stop. <laughs> the children are still in prison. Yeah. <laughs> that that whole scene may have well just been a pod race. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pod race I, I don't know. Cooler. The pod race was kind of a bit better, I guess. I don't yeah, know. It was. So, but then here's the weird thing. Uh, Toward the when the third act of the movie begins, uh, I don't know if it does in the technical sense, but what feels like the third act, where it really takes a shift and the movie starts to the like falling action begins. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoda shows up uh, in the movie. I was surprised. I was surprised too. It really got me, and that was the first time yeah. that I felt like it. It was probably just fan nostalgia, like oh Yoda, I like him. This is something for me to like. Proper and Yoda. Old Yoda. Old Yoda. Ba- like the actual... Not Frank CG. And everything. CG and flipping Yoda. Frank Oz uh, voicing, and uh, I, I, I don't know for sure, but stands the reason he might have been operating the puppet and everything, Yeah, which is really, really cool. So, and, and that scene, I actually liked the scene, like their communication back and forth. It felt like... Uh, Star Wars to me like the stuff yeah that it, that's what you want the, from the nostalgic piece you see old Luke and he's changed and he's different but he's having the conversation that you think he would have at that point with Yoda so it felt like oh this is what we wanted to yeah. see in this and then it was funny because it uh, it resolved for what's been for me like a burning debate that's like is the impish Yoda on an empire before yeah, Luke realizes who he is is it an act or is Yoda a part, one side of Yoda that he's kind of kooky? Because mm. as soon as uh, <laughs> Luke realizes who he is, he gets serious. And in all the prequels, he's like completely humorless. Right. So some people assume like, oh, that was totally an act. He was just acting like a buffoon. But then in this movie, he was like kind of silly again. He like was kicking his feet and laughing and he blew up. <laughs> he blew up the tree. He rained down <laughs> lightning. Yeah. Yeah. And he made a joke about like page turners. They were not <laughs> about the yeah. Right, about the Jedi text. Yeah. And then from that moment on, I was honestly thrilled by the movie. I like, I loved the the scene that Abby loved on the salt planet or whatever that was. I thought that fight was great when Mark Hamill confronts Kylo Ren. I was on the edge of my seat. I was really interested in that. Adam Driver's performance like went up to another level. The intensity Mm -hmm. of his delivery was amazing. Mm -hmm. I hated the stupid crystal foxes. But it seemed like they can't be choosing. They yeah. went through the old Star Wars films and they said, "You know what we need is more bizarre creatures. Can we get some sort of weird like ant eater cow and stick them on the <laughs> island? Maybe Sky oh, Skywalker can so can drink from its nipples. Yeah, let's, let's watch him milk it too. Yeah, it, can we it be blue? Can we get in some horse dogs and and some crystal foxes? Yeah. How about some bizarre like nuns who can just care for the island?" Yeah, the caretakers. They're just building the hut. Let me tell you, when that rock fell over and smashed the the, the caretaker's wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow, Matt Hughes lost it. He laughed <laughs> harder than anyone in the theater. When he started laughing at that moment, I thought, "Oh no, does he like this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the, the even the or the fight scene when they kill Snoke and fight everyone in the uh, Supreme Leader's cool. chamber. I really loved that. I, I loved yeah. that scene visually. 
it was amazing looking the yeah. the like aesthetics of that room and the uh, set design and everything that was, felt original trilogy it really did that all that up until the end of the movie i was like so into everything that happened from yoda on uh with, you know give or take crystal fox here and there so then i stood up feeling like what how do i feel about this because uh, those Star Wars moments were some of the best Star Wars moments for, sure. for me. Mm-hmm. But man, more of the movie was bad than it took good. Took a lot of work to get there. I feel like too, like Tyler was saying this, that we wasted time on it. Or when you guys are saying this, so we wasted time on the story because you only get three movies with these characters probably, and then this one just felt like a throwaway because at the end of the story, where are we at? That we're is that much further than the force awakens like okay now the the rebels are like down to a dozen and Man, the, this is the worst the rebels have ever done they, it was bad they represented themselves very poorly they did in this movie. they did not do well now they just fit on the millennium falcon <laughs> <laughs> and i felt they play with our emotions with old snoke too it's like why are we supposed to get all attached to him with the force awakens with the big hologram and then he's this thing we're like oh he's scary and well he, that's what it was with Darth. Not Darth Vader. It was the Emperor. The, the Emperor yeah. yeah. But then we were like, oh, how powerful is he or whatever. But then Kylo Ren tricked him pretty good and killed him right away. We we're like, oh, well, that was, that's it for him. I, I did. Guess. I was bummed that he killed him so easily because they. I felt like the menace that he imposed in that scene was really powerful. That he was like effortlessly infinitely more powerful than Rey, who at this point we know is really powerful. And he barely moves a finger and he can just like undo anything she's trying to do. And you're like, wow, this is, they're screwed. Cause he's amazing. Right. And he can even see the future <laughs> to a certain extent, but nope, up oh, he got stabbed. Isn't this kind of like that scene in the prequel with, um, Anakin fighting the emperor and then that other dude, <laughs> who's that other, the dude, the, the three of them are together in that room in that ship oh. fighting Dooku. Dooku? Yeah. Christopher yeah. Reeve, where he, he scissors his head off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just felt like a weird moment like that where the, the dark side was fighting for political gain or power. And, yeah. And, uh, and so Kylo Ren just took advantage of that opportunity. But I think that the big point that, that Ryan Johnson and, D- and Disney... <laughs> were sure. try, the, the, what they were trying to take advantage of was this uh, Kylo Ren just destroy the past uh, um, theme. One, because, you know, they got to keep making more movies and they, the past is is dying. <laughs> <laughs> and two, uh, they got to make more movies and they need, they need people to not care about Carrie Fisher not being in them anymore or yeah. Jedi's not being in them anymore. But the, the interesting thing is that when the movie started and Poe showed up, before the phone call the phone call is when i was like oh this is getting dumb real fast but uh i just realized like man this is cool because i'm excited to see this character he's only been in one movie and i found myself suddenly realizing that i was more interested in what was going to happen with the force awakens characters than i cared about mark the fact that mark hamill was in it yeah i mean i was thrilled that mark hamill was in it and I, i i will take more mark hamill but they had done a good job to be like, I want to know what happens with Ray and what happens with Finn and what happens. Definitely. With yeah. Uh, so it's just this, this movie did feel more free from the shackles of 
like fan service than the previous movies because you're not just constantly getting shoehorned like here's c-3po and here's this again and remember this setting from the other movie and Mm -hmm. here's the song from the moss isley cantina you know it just felt like it had space to do its own thing but then it wastes that opportunity with boring you to death for the but then i feel like tyler it's like what if we because i have you guys been thinking about it since seeing it i'm playing it in my head some and turning it over i've only seen it the one time and i wonder if you watch it now you'd be more like i guess i didn't notice that this wasn't so bad or <laughs> well yeah it, it helps you shape your expectations i think the big problem is that the comedy feels out of place the pacing is really jarring at times and the storylines are 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 kind of dull really and so i think that if you go in expecting those things you might be able to <laughs> To like get through it and go, oh, okay, I see what they were doing, but I don't think that it worked. I think I'll I'll still hate the casino planet. Yeah, I'm yeah. So, I'm really wondering, did Finn and Rose pull an Indiana Jones? Like, if they just stayed on the ship the whole time, everything would have just been the same, right? Yeah, nothing. They did nothing. They got Benicio the del Toro a, a great deal with the. Yeah, we saw him, so that helped us a little bit. Yeah, but I was waiting all along for. Benicio del Toro to be the right codebreaker because Maz is like go find this guy and Maz just like Yoda speaks cryptically and so I expected them to run into Benicio del Toro and find out oh this is the guy that she told them to go find yeah uh, it turns out you just need just about any codebreaker yeah he, apparently he, he's just he's just he's good he's, he's gonna to take off now yeah yeah the, the thing is like I talked to someone who was like oh I like a you know I like a movie that has a s- slow burn or takes its time and I was taking offense to it because I was like, well, hold on now. So do I. I, In fact, I really love one of my favorite things in fiction is like something that builds super gradually and then explodes like right. in intensity. Toward but the, you need that explosion for it to be worth it. Yeah. And yeah. And there has to be even just like a smoldering like little, you know, like uh, the dynamic between Ray and Kylo Ren when they were seeing each other. Uh, that was an interesting motif to me. And it, and it offered relief from the drag that was the, <laughs> the rest of the movie. Uh, that, that was interesting. If yeah. there was something of that caliber, I think it could have, uh, we could have done away with, <laughs> let me tell you how to make a better movie, Disney. You could have done away with all the rebel spaceship stuff, or at least done away with most of it, diminished it tremendously, and created a, a very gradual, very like, slow burn development of Ray's training on the island. Which you just get thrown right into. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, here's a little piece, back on the ship. Oh, here's a little piece, back on the ship. And then, whoa, now the movie's suddenly good. And I feel like that would have made it feel like less of a janky pace. You Mm -hmm. would have felt like, okay, we're building, we're building, we're building, and now she's ready to go. Or now the rest of the movie is ready to open up instead of like, it's almost like when you watch an episode of The Simpsons or any sitcom and there's like an extra plot because mm-hmm. the main plot is a little thin. So it's like, <laughs> right. and also Joey's got to go get a sandwich, you know, off right. on the side. That's, <laughs> how, that's how the Rebel story <laughs> felt to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, with Laura Dern and, <laughs> and um, Oscar Isaac just running around trying to create a mutiny. Yeah, because we want to see... Her train. That's where everybody yeah. wants to see Daisy become like an awesome Jedi yeah. and see the the guy that like is the hero for all the movies like train her, and they just don't do it. 
Well, so, it's just not. It's just not fun to watch. It's when not they do fun it. to watch. And Josh said at one point when we were talking about the movie earlier that it messes with your expectations from a typical Star Wars movie, which it does. Like Ray's parents aren't anything special, which typically in these movies the parents are very significant. I, I thought that was really cool. I liked that. Yeah. 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 And then they, uh, it's a slow burn. That's not usually the Star Wars movie. Usually pretty fast paced. <laughs> That's different. But why did Laura Dern need to be in the movie? She didn't. She didn't really. Although, oh, let me say this. Let me say this. On the topic of Laura Dern, she may well have had the coolest moment in all of the Star Wars movies. When she turned around that rebel ship and that put, it into, awesome. put it into hyperspace to mm-hmm. blow, that was cool. to rip those other ships into pieces. And the 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 film went silent and it went black and white and it flashed bright and then went dark and it was in slow motion. That was, that was an awesome moment. It made me be like, "Oh, good. I, okay, I guess I can forgive the Laura Dern has just been <laughs> terrible until now." <laughs> it wasn't her fault. Happened. I just don't know why she was there. Maybe no. Carrie Fisher couldn't be there for the whole thing or something during filming. It's like they needed Carrie Fisher to like be sick for a second and so Oscar Isaac can run around crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then why? <laughs> I just felt like they give Laura Dunn such a strange look too. I mean, I know they're all aliens and stuff, but she just like she just has purple hair. That's so the you know extent of there was <laughs> a, a original screenplay for this written by whoever did the Force Awakens that was scrapped when they hired Ryan Johnson. Uh, and he the, rewrote it. The Toy Story. Oh, you mean well, the Toy Story three guy wrote the first screenplay for Force Awakens before J.J. Abrams did a rewrite. Right. He wrote like a, I guess like a storyboard for all three oh, to okay. start with, but Ryan Johnson apparently they won't obviously say how much changed it all from the ground up. So I wonder what it was originally going to be. What remained? Maybe that was a little awesome. more like uh, Empire. Yeah, that was an awesome moment. She, she when she sacrificed herself for the for the sake of the rebellion when everyone was questioning her loyalty. Yeah, it was it was cool. And it, visually, it was amazing. It looked so good. So tell me this though, that was cool. But I don't understand the plan. They were uh, they were getting far enough away where they could get close to the other planet, so the little pods could escape, you know. Yeah. And they were just hoping that the. Well, they weren't. The f- they weren't monitoring for small ships. Apparently. Yeah, but then all of the they just had to turn their head, and they're like, "Oh, there they are!" And then they started shooting them. No, didn't someone? <laughs> didn't someone point them out? I thought that Benicio del Toro had something yeah, to do with it. Yeah, he did. He heard overheard the plan, and when he. Got yeah, that's right. They, he but told they, them the plan. They, they just wouldn't have been able to see them. Yeah, he crossed them. Apparently a, not. Why didn't somebody jump in front of them? To, I don't know. Cut them off. Look, man, you don't know what it means to fly spaceships. I don't. Stuff. That's why I'm asking. It must didn't. be hard to make a movie when you're like yeah. a writer, or director, or filmmaker, and you've got one of the biggest evil fr- empire franchise or <laughs> corporations <laughs> that I feel like the empire, the Darth Vader theme should play when you see the Disney logo. Bum, 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 bum. They've got them and you've got star Wars and Lucasfilm to worry about. So they're like, Oh, well it's not just you. You have to also worry about all these other movies that we're going to make and that you're going to make apparently cause he's going to make three more. Um, and then Disney's coming in every day with notes about like, we need like a doll can you put a doll? Can you put a something in the movie that we can sell like a doll for Christmas? We need merchandising. Yeah. And then last night I was sitting in bed and I said, Abby, watch this. And I just on a whim typed Porg into Amazon's search field. And just the pages are endless of Porg merchandising. Plush Porgs and talking Porgs and Porg mugs and Porg fingernails and Porg storybooks and Porg calendars and Porg 
everything that you can ever want of a porg, which is that dumb bird that Tyler mm-hmm. was talking about, is uh, it's clearly they had created this thing as an investment to mm-hmm. sell toys. Uh, which they, if I'm not upset that they exist, but they they were in the movie way too much or way too important. And they I liked looked them. weird. I liked them. They so <laughs> you liked the pork? Like I thought they were funny. Chewie was making me laugh because no. they were kept messing with the ship when he was trying to fly it. But he felt bad because he ate one of them. Well, he was about to eat one of them. He, was about to eat, and it was <laughs> he like, killed two of them, yeah. That's, yeah. That scene was too much with that, the puppy I eyes. I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. I honestly wasn't distracted except by that scene. When they like were on the ship hooting and cooing, mm-hmm. uh, that was less like, well, whatever. We always have funny creatures in Star Wars. They, we also had like some gooey jelly woman singing opera when the horses ran through the casino and that was terrible yeah i forgot about her <laughs> singing opera in the <laughs> what was that why why is that in there I, I don't know man you gotta yeah oh it's a metaphor uh, it's actually no, pretty smart man, that was for <laughs> that was for <laughs> the fat lady was singing over that world remember yeah. when finn was fighting um what's her name old, old chrome dome Chrome Dome, yeah, yeah. He called her Chrome Dome. There's too many dumb liners like that, too. Yeah, she's cool, and then she's in and out so fast again. I kind I liked that scene though, where they fought on the. Yeah, ship. but I mean, but is she now, dead now listen to this. Listen to this. This makes sense. So, Finn and Rose are on that ship when Laura Dern hyperspace. Is it hyperspace in Star Wars? Light yeah, speed, hyperdrive, right? light speed, or is know. that Star Trek? Whatever, they go so fast. Is it the same? <laughs> they go fast. They jump. <laughs> they jump. She jumps through them and just obliterates the ship. And they cut back to Finn and Rose, who are laying there surrounded by fire. Yeah. No stormtroopers anywhere. No, just no bodies. There's some bodies. <laughs> they, the stormtroopers were surrounding them. Yeah. Like, they had a whole, a whole regiment of stormtroopers around them. Nothing but white, white everywhere. And they're all just gone? Yeah. And we're cool with Finn and Rose being fine? Yeah, I thought that in the moment. Not only did they survive when it seems to be that not a single other living <laughs> thing survived. The two not wearing armor yeah, are fine. But they jump right up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. <laughs> Maybe it was a computer malfunction. And then how about that uh, Back to the Future moment where he falls off the little cliff and, and then he rises back up slowly? And Who? hits Finn. Yeah, that's from Back to the Future Two, where Marty jumps off the building, and Biff thinks that he's dead, and oh yeah, and then he f- 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 floats back up and was hits BB-8 him. Was BB Eight in there too? Yeah, was he was. He BB-8 was driving was, around. Was in one of those or the A-T-S-T. turret guns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so did you write down Back to the Future? We got a lot of complaining. To do about, but you know, once again, I did really love the last, I don't know, hour of the movie. It's a long movie. <laughs> I I I'm glad that uh, it's clear that the uh, the writers, producers were trying to create a Star Wars film that was less predictable. Possibly they made rewrites to this story because of everyone being so upset that the Force Awakens was so Star Wars. Um. So I appreciate their attempts to make it less uh, predictable. Uh, I, I I really respect their um, choice to make Ray not related to anybody, yeah, because the Star cool Wa- the, st- 
the um, the Skywalkers have just been creating a huge mess across the entire universe <laughs> with their family disputes. And Ray comes along, and she's not related to any of them. And Kylo Ren's like, "You're not part of our story," but she's she's here now, and she's got that same raw ability that he does, unex, unexplained ability. Yeah, but it, I loved it. I thought that's awesome. So he was trying to do the the Sith have to be in two thing. He was trying to make her the second Sith. Maybe something like that. But then this, this movie hasn't really done or maybe a ton he of just Sith talk. Had a crush no. on. But um, um, the 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 ugly one, <laughs> stupid name. Jeez, ouch! Oh, um, oh, who's it gonna be? <laughs> Andy Serkis. Oh, okay, yeah. Snoke. Yeah, Snoke. Yeah, Snoke. Yeah, Snoke. Ugly. We'll give you Didn't that. Didn't Snoke mention the Sith? Um, the Sith reign or rules or whatever they. He said the word Sith at some. point. He did say he? the word Sith, and so when Kylo Ren killed him, that was unexpected too. I thought, yeah. dang, okay. Kylo Ren's serious. Darth Vader was always held back by the Empire's... Um, the Emperor specifically. Yeah. yeah, the Emperor and even the, the generals in his army. Yeah. And Darth Vader was just kind of around doing his own thing. But now Kylo Ren is taking it for himself. I thought that that's unexpected. Yeah. That's, so was Snoke that's awesome. basically like the top person? Yeah. He was, yeah. He's the supreme leader. That was the title. So time. then who is the redhead guy? General Hux. Dom Domnall Gleeson. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I like him. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's fine. Good. Despite yeah. the writing that was given to him. Yeah. Sometimes it looked like his eyebrows were colored in a little bit. They probably were. Hmm. So is he under Snoke? Yeah. He yeah. reported to Snoke. You saw him report to Snoke yeah. a lot of times. Both <laughs> Kylo Ren and Hux were. So will Kylo Ren report to him or vice versa? What are you talking about? You they had did the you watch the movie? Remember? He force choked him out and made him prostrate himself before and Kylo. attribute authority to yeah. Kylo Ren. He yeah. said, the Supreme Leader is dead. And General Hux said, long live the Supreme Leader to Kylo Ren. And then in the following scene, Kylo Ren's calling all the shots. Right. Even though there's still a little animosity between them. Yeah. He, Kylo he Ren took power. Sarcastic line after they shot at Luke Skywalker. For when he's like, a while. Do you think you got him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, okay. that was funny. Did you guys yeah. catch that Tom Hardy cameo? Apparently he's one of the stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, I saw him oh, under cool. his helmet, sure. Yeah, that's great. Right, Daniel Craig was in the other Oh, really? So yeah. seeing, seeing Luke Skywalker was great in this film, and he put in a lot of trouble to really not uh, participate. But when he finally does show up, you think, oh, great, he got a haircut, he trimmed, he, he trimmed his beard, now he's going to go out and face Kylo Ren, and then he just gets... Uh, he he manages to face him and not die, and you're like so excited to see that he's just been projecting himself as a hologram this whole time, and he he survived the battle, and and then he and then he just dies anyway. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. That's the last bit is, of his midi chlorians. Because remember, that's what's doing this. Is the, the midi chlorians? <laughs> is the what the movie was trying to say that he basically died from the amount of energy that he expended to, to accomplish that. Uh -huh. Was it worth it? Like it's like climbing yeah. Everest and you get to the top and you just die. So Luke going out there to face Kylo Ren as a hologram, that's because he just he's th he thought, I'm just going to stay on the island no matter what. He, and I'll just watch in case they need me. 
And he says, well, I guess I guess I have to project myself well, in order to get... Well, at that point, Ray's gone in the Falcon. He can't get there if he wants to get there. No, his isn't his ship in the water over there? Yeah, but it's been under the water for decades. It went into that, that ooze on the... With Yoda on that other planet. Yeah, but, I know, but there he had to repair it. He something. had to get it out mm. and fix it. Yeah. Okay, so he's stranded on the island. Stranded yeah. on the island. Okay. So then he projects himself out there just long enough for everyone else to escape out the back? Yeah, it seems like the only purpose he wanted to serve was to make sure that the rebellion survived the mm-hmm. resistance. It's just, it just was a bummer. It's like, oh, this guy, he did something amazing. And now, oh, well, I guess it was too much. He killed him. But it was kind of neat, though, because uh, from Can the they do that? Can Jedi make holograms? Can Jedi... Yeah, we saw it. No, I'm sorry. He can, read an extra page in that book. Can those who <laughs> can those who use the Force fly through outer space? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or like, kind of haphazardly use the Force to fill things occasionally, right. but when you really need it, you can fly you can through space. Get back to the, the ship. She yeah. was using the Force to fly, to force herself, like the way they live... Rocks. That's, is mm-hmm. that the only time she's ever used the force in that way? Yeah, she was just saving it up for or her. at all. Yeah. Or at all, we never see her. Well, use the force. all the other implications of her use of the force are just to communicate yeah, or, it's feelings or feel communication, feel disruptions in the force. So weird. So this this was by far Princess Leia's most uh, powerful use of the force. Yeah, for, yeah. Well, everyone's even Luke's. Well, Luke projected well, yeah. himself pretty well. That's what I mean. So Luke, Luke like died. You think he died the hero's death, right? So Yoda faded away after he trained Luke. Like maybe that was his purpose and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. disappeared. But what was weird is that Luke made a comment it like to Kylo, if you strike me down in anger, I will always be with you. Is that what happened um, with Obi-Wan? Because Darth Vader struck him down in anger? No. Maybe he's just threatening the force ghost haunt him, you know? Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, but then he didn't let him strike him down in anger, maybe because he wasn't really he couldn't there. Have possibly sh- yeah. struck him down in anger because he wasn't. He's trying to talk there. him out of reacting angrily. It made him really mad, so maybe it that was worth it. And then that was another good uh, sleight of hand because you're like, oh man, Luke is good at dodging, but he just doesn't want to fight him because he couldn't fight him. It was just a projection. Yeah. No, but didn't their didn't their lightsabers meet? Didn't they? No, because when Kylo Ren attacks him with the lightsaber prior to yeah, he just he keeps that shifting out of the he way. Does he the does matrix the duck. Matrix ducks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Matrix <laughs> duck. Hey, don't forget he he dusted the dust off his oh, shoulder yeah. after yeah. getting a. Oh, stop! That was so stupid. <laughs> I think that this is maybe right down popular, matrix. but uh, I think he kind of did a bad job. Mark Hamill. Yeah, he there was, was like one a really dramatic over actor. Like he was like <laughs> overacting. Like, uh. there's he's one like, critic who says this anything. is Mark Hamill's best performance. I actually thought his performance was really great. If you, he's just you're dramatic, you're he's forgetting like how he actor. plays that character. He plays. No. Think about Luke in the okay. early movies. He's so whiny, he's whiny. and but brash. He's a teenager. I know, but there's still like shades of his person. That are consistent with the way he's portrayed it just seems in this It's movie. almost like a grown man, because it is, acting like the same person. He is Which he wouldn't person. be. He would be like mature, more mature. No, he he's been exactly isolated on an island. Yeah, and he's pouting. like, res- he's, drinking he's resolute in his, <laughs> I came here to die, that all the Jedi need to die. It he's, just seemed he's so He's in a bad place. Dramatic. 
I disagree with Abby. I want all the listeners to hear me say I think Mark Hamill did an excellent job he in a bad movie. He did a little movie. bit of a bad job. Like, he maybe hasn't acted in 30 years. Stop. No, he hasn't. Stop. No, he's been voice acting. been acting and doing some stuff. He was in Briggsby Bear. Mm. That's right. And he was great in Briggsby Bear. <laughs> so, where does this leave us? What are we going to do now? How do you guys feel about the um, story that we got three different versions of about Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker's conflict on that, in that I believe template. Luke. I believe Luke. He sounded like he he admitted that he had he messed up, made a little made a little mm-hmm. mistake when he considered murdering a young man in, <laughs> yeah, in his sleep. His bad. His nephew, right? Yeah, his, his nephew. nephew yeah. mm-hmm. But his story made sense. You know, he saw all the death and destruction that would come. But mm-hmm. also, Ben Kylo Ren's story made sense too he had all that anger in him he turned around and saw the guy holding the lightsaber up he just needed a reason to fight him right and there it was so he blew everything up okay how do you feel about rose kissing finn i don't I care just about didn't rose. Make any sense. <laughs> her line and that line it's not how we're gonna beat him not by fi- hating or fighting what we hate but by saving what we love i'm like so wait what that doesn't make any sense <laughs> What do you mean? Because she saved his life from that that laser cannon. Yeah, it's like wait, you no, you have to fight. What <laughs> is it? All bad? you've done so far is fight. What you yeah. <laughs> is it bad that at the end of all of that Finn storyline, I was okay if he was about to fly into that thing? Oh yeah. Yeah, I was too. like, get him in there, get him in there. <laughs> and I and I don't dislike that actor or that character, but in no. this movie, I was done. And then the bummer is that the movie actually ends with like. A well-crafted uh, callback to an earlier scene where you see these slave children, um, who, uh, at this point, mirror in some sense, you know, the Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker, who they're yeah. looking out into space and dreaming about a different life. They're oppressed by yeah. some, yeah, and they some want wealthy. They, they love the they love the idea, the romanticized idea of the rebellion. They have mm-hmm. force abilities. That was a cool, clever little moment. But yeah. it was back on that stupid casino world. Right. So I hated it when I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's the implication is that they're telling us Ray developed these powers just just by, who knows, just by, by living on a sand world and <laughs> oppressed, <laughs> oppressed by disgusting, wealthy monsters. <laughs> and apparently that's, that's the ingredient here is you, yeah. if you're a child forced into labor by wealthy fat aliens... You might be in the next Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Things are looking up for you. I'll say this, though. As down as I am on this movie, I am excited for Nine just because I really like Kylo Ren and I want to see what happens with him. Well, you get J.J. Abrams back, and since we like The Force Awakens better. The yeah, but my concern now is, is this going to be just a rehash of Empire? Is it going to be Kylo Ren at the end making a decision to sacrifice himself so that the whole thing can be... I really think we're in a good place from here on out. It's, I mean... If you like J.J. Abrams and you like what he did, because it's easy to be like, wow, he's so stupid. He just remade A New Hope. But it stands to reason that wasn't entirely his idea or you know what I mean? They they Mm could have been like, listen, here's what we think is best. Or maybe it was entirely his idea. But at this point, we're more free than we've ever been to do something different. Yeah, they, they did spend a lot of time killing the past. And frankly, the stakes are higher now than they've ever been in the original prequels right and this uh in the original 
prequel in the original trilogy, Darth Vader always had somebody to answer to. Kylo Ren has no one to answer to. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. The, difference. the rebels are worse off than they've ever been. Yeah. The strongest Sith Lord is freer than he's ever been, and the the prequels and the original trilogy, the, they are, they don't compare to how. How yeah, so I'm excited for it. I don't know what that Han Solo is solo movie. That's next summer, next Christmas. Yeah, which is going to be a weird, a weird uh, um, order to watch that. We're, we're, we're off here now in the future, and gotta go back. And we gotta go back to young. Kill solo. the past, except when the next movie. Comes well, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna remember it. Yeah. Come on, Disney. In the very rare, very small chance possibility that someone out there has an opinion about Star Wars that diverges from our own opinions in some way, we'd love to hear about that. Why don't you leave a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com and tell us what we where we went wrong. Tell us what we're missing in The Last Jedi. Help us love The Last Jedi. Give us your defenses, your best, most well-crafted defenses because man, we've scoured the internet and no one has any opinions about Star Wars at all. They're so hard to find and come by. We need yours specifically and brought to us at our website. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>